You're listening to episode 128 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a podcasting coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a Canadian with a sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using stories to connect with and positively impact others. Here on the Room to Grow podcast, we're going deep into big topics like relationships, mental health, business, confidence, lifestyle, personal development, and entrepreneurship, and being open, honest, and real about how to learn from tough lessons along the way when life throws you into the unexpected. I bring you thoughts and guests with stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. It's Emily and today is a Saturday episode, which means that we are talking about business slash podcasting. Um, And today's is, I've had this on my mind a lot lately about protecting our brand and really cultivating trust with our audience as well. And you've heard me talk about this before, especially on the business episodes about the kind of the trust factor that needs to be built up with our audiences. But there's a lot of talk around any publicity is good publicity. And this whole idea that getting your name into as many ears and in front of as many eyes as possible is all that matters, especially in the online space. You know, get as many followers as possible, get get as many people paying attention to your work as you possibly can. And for some, that might be the right fit, but I would argue otherwise, because your brand is everything because your brand is you. Listen to that again. Your brand is you. So you need to be very careful about what you do with this because your entire reputation is staked on your brand. And if you're an online entrepreneur, chances are you're showing up as part of your brand. And you should, because people want to get to know the person behind the name. I always recommend that people purchase domain names with their own names in it or make their handles their names or something like that because people are much more likely to connect with another person than with a faceless company name. And your brand is all you have. I mean, we talk about trust so much on here, but branding is all about trust. Selling in business is all about trust, whether you're an online entrepreneur or otherwise. And multiple people have commented to me, especially lately, that my listeners and audience seem to have exceptionally high trust in me. And that is not an accident because I take trust very seriously, very seriously. And if you break that trust with your audience, it is very hard to win back, just like any relationship. We know this. It can take years to build up trust and it only takes one tiny decision to shatter it. And it's very hard to put back together. Very hard. And people are giving you, as, as you know, a business, as someone that they tune into to listen to a podcast or read a blog post or, or even read your Instagram post, whatever that is, watch your Instagram stories. It, people are giving you one of their most precious resources, their time and their energy. So you damn well better take that seriously because it is a huge responsibility. And listen, like mistakes are going to happen mistakes are going to happen. But when they happen, no one's going to come clean it up for you because it's just on you and you alone have to own whatever those mistakes are. And it doesn't mean that mistakes won't be made, but it's all in how you handle it. So let's say you do end up aligning with a a name or a brand or an idea that turns out not to be a great fit after the fact, just own it. Be honest about what happened. Take responsibility. 
I've talked to a lot of podcasting uh, clients who have brought this up, that there's a huge amount of fear because when we're putting ourselves up on a platform, especially something like podcasting, it's a whole new level compared to just social media. And people are giving us a lot of their their time, which again is very precious and very important. And, and we do take that seriously. And there's always been a lot of concern about, you know, what if I say the wrong thing? What if I offend someone? Well, inevitably, we are all going to offend somebody at some point. And you should be uh, to some degree, because you're not for everyone. And that's a good thing. You don't want to be for everyone. But let's say we're talking a little bit greater offense than normal. Like you you're say something that really, really upset someone. Maybe it was a mistake and then you need to own it. You just need to own up to it and be honest about what happened. Take responsibility for that because people will respect that you made a mistake depending on the way you handled it if they're the right people for you. But if you just try and skip past that mistake and pretend it never happened, people aren't going to respect you. And yeah, it, when you do make a mistake, you might still lose people and that's fine, but maybe they weren't the right people for you to begin with. But the trust that you create and that you cultivate is sacred and it is the most valuable asset you have in your business is that trust. That trust is what is going to have people willing to put a credit card on the line to give you their hard-earned cash, to pay you for some service, for some problem that you're going to fix for them. And even if you don't have an online business, chances are for 99% of the world, you still have some sort of on online presence. So the next time you apply for a job or something like that, this is what employers are going to look for for, you, for when you apply for jobs too. A Google search is standard and you are your own brand. And again, that doesn't just apply online. When you just walk into a job interview, when you walk into somebody else's place of business, you are your brand. You are your own walking billboard. Whether you are actually selling something uh, specific or not. I mean, I, I think I've mentioned this book before about the book Everyone Sells. I'll make sure to, to reference that, is that we're all selling all the time. We're selling people on our opinions. We're selling people on a particular food that we like. You're at a restaurant with friends. Oh, what, what are you ordering? Oh, I'm ordering this because I really love it because blah, 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 blah. Like, this is why I love this. We're all selling all the time. We are all our own brands. I wanted to give a couple of examples of this because these are a few things that have come to mind lately when it comes to cultivating trust. And as my audience um, has continued to grow and as my recent story around the infidelity in my relationship has become public and garnered a little bit more attention, it has become even more important to me to be very protective of that trust because there are some things that are coming out of the woodwork that um, are not a good fit for me. And I recognize them for not being a good fit. But I also recognize that some people would maybe see them as carrots dangling, that they would just grab the carrot. And I want you to re-examine that a little bit with the examples that I'm going to give. And we have to kind of come from more of a place of abundance sometimes too. Because when you're just searching for the next publicity hit, or getting your name out there as much as possible or whatever, to me, that's also really coming from a place of scarcity. That, you know, if, if I don't take this opportunity, there's never going to be another one. And if you think like that, you're never going to end up building the brand that you love. And you probably will end up with an audience that you don't love as much or connect with it in, in as deep a way 
as you would if you really put the time in and had the patience and the trust in yourself and in the process to trust that the right people will come your way. That doesn't mean that you, that you don't still have to put in the work. You do. You definitely do. But it's about how you go about it that will allow you to build up that trust at the same time. So one example of this, I don't accept random guests onto this podcast. Um, I haven't really talked about this publicly very much, but people will reach out to me and ask to be on the podcast and I decline. Um, usually if people send me an email, I normally just delete it. Uh, I, I'm just being very honest. This might sound very harsh, but I do not accept random guests onto this podcast. There have been two exceptions, but both of them, um, I was connected with, with mutual friends and they gave me such incredible pitches that then after I went and then still researched, thoroughly researched the crap out of them. Then I accepted them onto the podcast, but in like <laughs> in well over 100 episodes, there have only been two exceptions to that rule. And I plan on maintaining this rule that I will not accept random guests onto this podcast. Each one of my guests is handpicked and invited onto this podcast by me personally. And I know very quickly when I come across someone if they're going to be a good fit for the podcast. Um, there's a guest coming on next week, actually, who I had only met him a couple of times. I checked him out on Instagram and yes, it's a him. It's been <laughs> very rare for me to have it. There's only been one other male on this podcast, so you can look forward to this. Um, because it, he, I could just tell he was going to be a really fantastic fit and I knew almost instantly. And I just seem to have developed a bit of a sense for this because I know my audience very well. And I know what they want to hear and what they need to hear more of. And I listen and I pay attention when they reach out to me with specific questions or things like that, things that they're, that they're struggling with or things that they want to hear more of. And so then when I come across potential guests who can really offer something along those lines, I know that they're going to be a fantastic fit. I cringe you would be shocked at the number of times I see this. I cringe when I see people posting in a Facebook group of thousands of people offering invites to basically anyone who will give them an hour of their time to be on their podcast. They'll literally just hop into the Facebook group, a Facebook group of 50,000 people, and say, hey guys, I'm looking to set up some interviews. Um, drop your name here and, and we'll set up a, an inter like a time slot. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I'm just gonna be totally honest here and transparent. That is literally what goes through my head when I see something like this, because it, to me, that's such a violation, not only of your own brand, but of the trust that your audience is putting in you. If you can't even be bothered to take the time of day to search out people that you think are going to be a really great fit for you, then why are people giving you so much of their time to tune in and listen? Like, what if that guest doesn't align well with you or with your brand? What if that guest doesn't have anything to offer that your audience needs? That's something that really needs to be taken strongly under consideration. And it makes the trust in their audience seem cheapened. When I'm asked to be a guest on someone else's podcast or platform, I also still research the shit out of it before I make a decision about whether or not it will be a good fit. Because I have very strong uh, preferences 
about what I choose to align with. And typically I try to work with people and brands that are inclusive, diverse, forward thinking, solution oriented, like the list goes on and on. But I, again, I know relatively quickly if, if a brand is going to be a good fit for me or not. One of my mistakes, and this is the thing, this has come through learning from various mistakes. One of my mistakes was at the very beginning of this year, when I was changing over from nutrition coaching to podcasting coaching, I was invited to be on someone else's podcast. And it, it was great uh, brand. So it seemed really great that way. It was awesome. But the way the podcast was handled, there seemed to be some miscommunication about what we would be talking about. And I was never actually told anything about what she wanted to discuss with me. So I assumed that she knew what was going on enough in my business that we would be talking about things like podcasting and, and stuff like that. So a lot of this was my fault. I take full responsibility for this. I should have asked more questions. It turned out that she wanted to focus entirely on nutrition and parts of my nutrition journey that I hadn't even really focused on much for a couple of years, like publicly in terms of my business. And I felt super uncomfortable because that isn't where, like that wasn't where I was anymore. And it just was not a good fit. And I felt like it wasted it wasted time for both of us. And I take full responsibility for that because I should have asked more questions. I should have made it more clear what we were, what we were doing. Um, there were mistakes made on both sides, but this is why it's really important to do your research, to ask the questions, to go through your process, to protect your brand. Because I don't want to send my people to go listen to me on someone else's platform. If I'm talking about things that aren't even relevant to them, right? Because that's also another form of trust. It's not even just about who, I, who I'm having on my platform. It's where am I showing up elsewhere on other people's platforms too. Yet another example of this, this was just a few weeks ago. After I came out with uh, episode 117, the, about the infidelity in my relationship, I will reference it in case you haven't uh, checked it out yet. A former Good Morning America reporter reached out to me and wanted me to write a piece about my story for this platform that she had developed. And at first I accepted because I hadn't had a chance to this again, this was a mistake I made. So don't worry, I still make mistakes. Um, at first I, I accepted because the platform sounded pretty cool and just kind of it, I did, I did a very cursory glance and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, that looks fine. But I hadn't actually written the piece yet. So she gave me a due date. So before I went to write the piece, I then did a deeper dive into the platform and it wasn't for me. It felt very um, clickbaity and sort of tabloid-esque. And she'd given me instructions on the style she wanted me to write in. And I take my writing pretty seriously. And in order to write in the style that she wanted, I would have had to, um, <laughs> I don't know the right way of saying this, I would have had to significantly lowered my standard of writing in order to fit in with her platform. And I'm not comfortable with that. I, I could not have in good conscience handed over that piece of work and attached my name to it. I was not comfortable with that. So I reached out to her again and I said, you know what, thank you so much for the invitation, but this is not the right fit for me or my brand. And this is the thing, like I trust the process because behind the scenes, 
I have multiple other avenues that I'm looking at and have been putting pieces in place for quite some time now actually to start getting my story out there in other ways. But they're all ways that are going to be a really good fit for me and that they'll be a mutually beneficial relationship. So they will benefit the other platform that I am presenting my story on or with and it will also benefit me and my people when I send them over to check it out. It has to be it has to be mutually beneficial. There has to be benefits on both sides. It can't just be a one-sided relationship. It's a two-way street too. Because if someone turns you down when you pitch to them, it might mean you're not the right fit for them. So for example, when I turn people down who pitch to me, sometimes the people who, who pitch to me, it, it's a joke. It's like they've never even looked at my podcast before. I had some, some uh, application the other day from some guy who runs like a grocery store. And I'm like, okay, well, I rarely ever have men on. I know I just said I'm having a male on next week, but <laughs> that's, that is like more unusual for me. And she wasn't even in the pitch. She wasn't even clear on what he wanted to talk about. It, it was just, it was very poorly done. So him, even if I had agreed to that and had him on my podcast, it wouldn't have been a good fit for him because all of my people wouldn't have really likely even cared to listen. They've been like, who's this guy? <laughs> Why should I listen to him? This is totally irrelevant to me. So it has to be a mutually beneficial relationship. And if somebody closes the door on you, that also doesn't mean that it's permanent. Like perhaps you'll both evolve to a point where you could be better aligned in the future too. There could also be various other reasons. It could be, you know, timing. It could be they're promoting something else or something like that. Maybe they're changing the direction of their business. You, you don't know. You have to respect that and learn from it and move forward. And you can use that decline as fuel to search for other platforms that will be a great fit for you as well. So use that to your advantage. Don't be discouraged when some, when something, you know, some platform or someone turns you down. Use that, use that as fuel to continue moving forward and propel yourself in a new direction. But this trust piece is the most important part. All of this is stemming from trust and you have to have that trust. You have to build that trust and you have to protect it as you're building it because that is what will make or break a business is the trust. So I hope that this has given you some things to think about and maybe changed your perspective a little bit. And, and if you're someone who has been declined for podcasts, even for this podcast, take a closer look at your process. And, you know, was that platform really the right one for you or is there better out there for you that will be much better aligned and will be more mutually beneficial for both of you and really protect your brand, protect your people that are trusting you with their time. That is sacred and you have to make sure that you are maintaining that level of trust in order to keep them around. Listen to them, listen to what they want, listen to what they need from you. And that is what is going to help both parties continue to move forward and to have a really beautiful relationship. So I hope this has helped. Let me know, screenshot this, share it on social media, tag me over at Emily Goff Coach. Um, you can email me at info at Emily Goff Coaching. I love hearing from you. Let me know how you're loving these uh, business episodes or podcast episodes. Let me know what else you want to hear about, um, what you want to learn more on 
send me all the things and I will happily add it to the list. So talk to you guys soon. We'll be back on Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. I'm so incredibly grateful that you took the time because it means the absolute world to me. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review, and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so that I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday with brand new episodes, and I am looking forward to growing with you. Bye.